Hi, and welcome to That International Life, stories from around the world, but mostly from Poland. Today, our guest is Igor. Howdy. All right, Igor, I have a couple questions for you because most of my uh, guests have been people that I know okay. and um, know a little bit more about, and I, I've met you, but I yes. haven't really actually... This is probably the longest conversation we've had, right? Before. Yes, I think that's my merit because I'm not much into making friends. I don't, I don't know. I'm a very close person, uh-huh. I would say. Yeah. So, so I'm excited that you're on today and that you're willing to, you know, yeah, yeah, share. Yeah. So, um, my first question is, where are you from? Because you're not Polish. Nope, nope, I'm not Polish. Uh, I moved in here from Bulgaria. Uh huh. But I'm not from Bulgaria. Oh. Uh, I was <laughs> born and raised in Moldova. Okay. Uh, Kishinev. Yeah, and uh, this is how it started. Yeah, I, I lived until 2009 there, and then I moved into Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Um, oh wow, that's great. so. Um, what language do they speak in Moldova? Moldovian, is it, or something? No, no. It's it's. Uh, some people try to make it Moldovian, but it's not. It's actually Romanian. Okay. Yeah, because Moldovian language, we don't have a vocabulary, a dictionary, or any of this sort. Oh, wow. People just speak it. So uh, in schools, we learn Romanian and Russian. Uh-huh. Although it's a, for, for such a small country like Moldova, it's very, very multinational. We have... Uh, the north of the country is mostly Ukrainians and Russians. The center is Romanians or Moldavians, how people like to say it. Yeah. In the south of Moldova and Ukraine, there's a lot of Bulgarians. Uh-huh. And my father, he's from that region, from Ukraine. He's a national minority. He's a Bulgarian born in Ukraine. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And my mom, she's a Romanian born in Ukraine again, in the north. Oh, right? wow. In Bukovina, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, they met in Moldova. Because it was one big country, USSR. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. And even also in Moldova, we have an autonomic republic like Gagauzia. Oh, okay. That's, uh, Gagauz means traitor in Turkish. What? <laughs> yes, those are the Turkish people who became Christians. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So it's, it's a whole other. Yeah, it's the, the Ottoman Empire. They were making a lot of trouble. And a lot of Turkish people, they, they gave up on, on Islam and they became uh, Christians and they made their own country, Gagauzia. I mean, in Moldova, you, once you go to that region, it's all in Turkish language and a lot of Christian churches. Wow, that's so <laughs> and interesting. And they have really good relationships with Bulgarians, even though Bulgaria and Turkey, oh, that was, Bulgaria was 500 years under the Ottoman Empire. And, and yeah. we have really bad. <laughs> You're not too um, keen on. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow, that's so crazy. So that's a lot of history packed right in there. Yeah, yeah. It was in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. So how big is that? The What is the region of the Turkish kind of... Uh, is it like an actual country inside of Moldova? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They even have a capital, Comrat. Wow. They don't have their own currency and stuff, but they definitely have their own leader and language. Okay. Type of government and this kind of stuff. And how, how big is it? Maybe one-fifth of a country, one-fourth, something like this. Okay. In the south, yeah. Okay. Wow, that's so crazy. So um, you were saying that Mol, like you speak Ukrainian or Russian, but there there is like a dialect that you have that you speak that's not like written, right? Yeah, in Moldova, yeah, it's Romanian, but uh, a very Moldavian dialect. Mm-hmm. And now because uh, Moldova was a part of Romania, mm-hmm. and actually in Romania there is a region called Moldova. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and once you go to Romania and you say you're from Moldova, they actually think you're from that region. Okay. And you have to say from the Republic. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, it happened to me, actually. And uh, we have a, a dialect, and even in Romania it's the same dialect. Plus, in Moldova, the, the Romanian has a lot of Russian words, uh-huh. a lot of them. And uh, 
a few times. I remember my first trip abroad. It was in England uh, as a student. Uh, we were working on the farm, and it was the first time when I actually had to work with Romanians a lot. And I, I noticed that there are a few words I don't know their their Romanian the Romanian word of that word. Every all my life, I've been using the, the the Russian word, and I thought it's Romanian. Oh no! Yes, yes. Wow, I bet. So it's just like a conglomeration of yeah, yeah. every like quite a few languages. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. So then you, People you somehow learn to live with that. They understand each other. Yeah. Politicians use to manipulate people into this, but if you, if you stay out of it, it's actually really romantic and interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. So, so then, so from Moldova, how long you were there till maybe 18 or so, or what no, did you no, leave to, before? 2009. So I was born in 1986, so to 23. Okay. Yeah. And then you went to Bulgaria. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what did you do there? Uh, so, uh, as soon as I graduate, uh, um, I, I had a few small jobs mm -hmm. as an IT support and system administrator, but I realized that uh, I will get stuck in Moldova and uh, I like to travel, especially after England. I love uh, when I saw the, the Western Europe. I, th I thought I have to get out of the country because uh, a few of my friends, they already were married and their children, they were planning to send their children to the school that they went. Oh, wow. And I was like, "Oh my, this is this is it." <laughs> this is so. What life so is. I started to apply for jobs that, that that would include a lot of business trips and travels. So mm -hmm. uh, I found a job as an implementation engineer mm -hmm. for a, uh, a factory in Moldova that they were they're producing uh, electrical meters and mm -hmm. uh, smart electrical meters. Mm -hmm. So they have a few markets. They have markets in Poland and in uh, Czech and uh, in Sweden a lot, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Oh, there's a huge market in Bulgaria, and since I speak Bulgarian and I'm Bulgarian, they immediately assigned me to to, to Bulgaria. So I okay. had a lot of trips to Bulgaria, and then our partners they just hired me full time, and that's it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then from you, how long were you there then? A couple of years. Uh, since 2009 to 2014. Yeah. Okay. And are you with the same 2015, company? I think yeah. 2015. Yeah. Uh -huh. In also, August 2015, I moved in here. Okay. In Poland. Uh -huh. And so, how have you found Poland? Do you, do you enjoy it here? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Is it's it? it's the best country in Europe, I say. Really? Yeah, because yeah. I think it's the golden middle of Europe. It's not too Western and mm -hmm. not too Eastern, not yeah. too crazy Slavic, <laughs> and at the same time, not too liberal Western, obnoxious kind of country. It's it's just the middle. It tries to to. Yeah, to stick it's, to to itself. Yeah, it's riding the border, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that about Bulgaria, mm -hmm. but it's not. Bulgaria is actually a, a very Slavic country. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, and it's pretty. It's further up, right, or down? It's down, way down. Okay, yeah. yeah wait, no, it's I'm trying. To oh, I was thinking of the other, other one. Yeah, the other B country that's up there. So no, no. Belarus, I think. Yes, that's it. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> I had them switched in my head. Yeah. I'm bad with geog or north and Most south. of the time, people confuse Bulgaria with Bolivia. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but never, never. Then we are very, really north. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, mm. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that um, um, one thing that I've noticed and that really, because we became Facebook friends, I think that's one of the things in uh, the international world that links a lot of people. I didn't use Facebook as much in the U.S. as like a, a connection, mm -hmm. but it seems like here once, and maybe you found this, but once you kind of meet someone, you become friends, and then it's like you have kind of a, a link 
you know, and you, I don't know, I've seen a lot of your posts and you post a lot of amazing pictures. And I remember seeing one or two and I thought, oh, that's a cool picture. And mm-hmm. often that happens that somebody accidentally takes a good picture uh-huh. <laughs> or maybe one out of however many they took. But you would post a few more. And, and uh, I think when you recently were in uh, Milan. Yeah. Uh, there was one picture, and, I'll, and if, if I if you'll let me, I'll put it on the the show notes. Oh. But um, that was like I was like, this is the coolest picture. I just really like it. It was um, a, a guy and a girl. They were kind of leaning up against a wall. Oh yeah, yeah. And the woman, she would look so confused, and the guy trying to explain something. I remember that one. Yeah, and and that's my favorite too. Yeah, and the, I like the lines of it. Like, and so I started looking, and I saw you had a Flickr page, so I went to that, yeah. and I ended up looking through them, and I, I showed my roommate. I'm like, you got to see these. Like, he takes good pictures a lot, which means <laughs> that he's a good photographer. <laughs> he's not just he's not just accidentally happen. This isn't happening. But I think that one thing that also was interesting to me is because you see a lot of good photographers who kind of do a lot of the same similar thing. They maybe do, um, you know, nature pictures or they mm-hmm. do um, weddings or something like that. And you can yeah. kind of get that. But I think one of the cool things that you do is you do street photography, right? Yes, it's and that's, a difficult area. Yeah. And, I, and, and so I had so many questions and I was like, well, why not have it on a podcast? And so we can, we can talk yeah. about it. But, um, and so you all, I'll put the links up. So if you want to check out the yeah, pictures, thanks. go to the, the show notes. And so you can see what um, I saw, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you will all like it too. But I guess one of the questions is I have is how, well, first, what kind of camera do you use? Do you use a small camera or a pretty big camera? No, I, I had a big camera, but it's very ugly and it's intimidating people. Yeah. They, they immediately look at you and they have this weird face. Like, So you have to have a, a, a very discreet camera. Mm-hmm preferably black and a good looking camera. Yeah. And these uh these cameras are rangefinder cameras or at least rangefinder style camera. Okay. So I'm using a, a mirrorless camera an X Pro one Fujifilm. Mm-hmm. It's not a rangefinder but uh it has it's not SLR. I have no mirror. Yeah. So it's it's very compact. Yeah, it's that's what bulky. as soon as you, I I think you brought it today. Yeah, yeah, it's over there. Yeah, so when you when you came in I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's a mirrorless. Ah, that's what yeah, I was yeah. wondering if it was. Uh that's really cool. And so um but it's not even like a tiny camera. It's not like you're using your phone. So people mm. still see that. And yes. and so has that been an issue for you taking pictures? No. No. Actually, my biggest issue is to do street portraits. That's that's a challenge uh-huh. to actually approach a person whom you actually believe to find very interesting has a interesting face or an interesting thing. For example, an interesting job. There's a lot of sellers or repairmen mm-hmm. who do things on the street and just to approach and to ask them, can I actually make a few pictures of you while you do this stuff? Mm-hmm. And you can even look into the camera, no problems with that. And they can smile or they can, that's a challenge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cause a lot of street photography that I do is I try simply not to be noticed because mm-hmm. I don't have the courage. Maybe, <laughs> maybe with time I will just learn to do this. Yeah. But have you had a lot of people when you when you have asked and approached people? Have you had people be like, "Oh, I don't want you to take my picture"? Only a few times. Only a few times. I, I had I had to ask people, and they would agree to do this. Yeah. Most so, of the time, it's just a mutual consent. Like, okay, I allow you, <laughs> but uh, I try so, to fake it. Like, I was not I was not meaning to shoot you. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. So so people like ac- actually kind of notice that you are taking yes. their picture because I mean yeah. a lot of them are pretty direct. I mean they're pretty you know, mm-hmm. focused at the person. So you can tell that, that you were, I was curious about that. Cause I think it takes a boldness to do it. 
and yeah. to just kind of say, okay, I'm going to do it and we'll see how it goes, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. And so how long have you been, been doing street photography? Most active, uh, I started to do it in, in, uh, here in Poland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I started photography very, very amateurly. Uh, I remember that when I was in England, uh, uh, I had a pointed shoot camera. Mm-hmm. I bought it there and just to make pictures of England because it was the first time I've been abroad and to mm-hmm. see the, the country. I, but I didn't have it and I didn't, wasn't affected about, about photography. Mm-hmm. And then after I, f- I got the, the job that moved me to Bulgaria, I realized that Bulgaria has a very beautiful nature. That's like, like the first thing that pops in the eye. Mm-hmm. It's very, very beautiful uh, nature, mm-hmm. the seaside especially, and, and the mountains. Mm-hmm. There are three types of mountains in Bulgaria. Oh, wow. And uh, since I traveled a lot within the country, I started to make landscape photography. Mm-hmm. But they all look the same again, and I, I left it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't much enjoy it. And then uh, it, uh, we had a project to install the electrical meters in the gypsy neighborhoods in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. Every big city in Bulgaria has a gypsy neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, our smart meters, we we were installing them in the gypsy neighborhoods because uh, we can remotely... Uh, collect the data from the meters mm-hmm. and manage the meters from there. And uh, that was an experience when I actually wanted to do street photography mm-hmm. because it's it's a different part of Bulgaria, an unknown part of Bulgaria yeah. that tourists or visitors don't know much. Yeah. It's like a country within a country. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I bet. And so is that when you started taking pictures of, uh, like, did you go back when you weren't working and take yeah, your camera? Yeah, uh, it, was, it was usually during the working hours. I okay. was trying to, to, to combine. I didn't have a lot of time to do that. But I had a, a, an old film camera mm-hmm. that was actually a rangefinder camera. camera. And uh, with that camera, I made a few shots that actually affected me a lot. And I thought, that, that's going to be my priority. Yeah. Street photography, I will just enjoy landscapes watching mm-hmm. because there's tons of landscape photography yeah and uh but uh as my creativity i will do street photography and uh most of it i do it here in, in poland yeah well and then you've done um i was curious because a few i've seen some of poland and then i've seen w- the ones when you were in italy mm-hmm. um have you started at planning trips around where you want to go to take street photography or no we i i, I never plan a trip for photography mm-hmm. specifically we just go where it's cheap <laughs> where there are cheap flights ryanair right and yes exactly and it was a flight to bergamo <laughs> yeah and uh once once our work allows us because we're really busy and uh, it's usually a long weekend somewhere mm-hmm. and uh, but i enjoyed milan i think it's the best place so far where i i enjoyed doing street photography most of all mm-hmm. it's all about it's different kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that one, uh, the specific picture that I was thinking, the one in Milan, mm-hmm. I really liked it too, because it just looked, it reminded me so much of a, a picture you'd see like in, um, life magazine, like from the sixties, like they mm-hmm. look like they're from the sixties. Like it even looks like this That's timeless. What Milan looks like. Yes. Yeah. Like, and some of those, I was just like, this is amazing. This, it looked like I was looking at, you know, one time magazine pictures from a long time ago. So, yeah, so I, I really, really enjoyed that. So, <laughs> and so I was going to say, I was going to ask you too, have you started selling them? No, never. Yeah. Nobody. Once I was approached by a girl on Flickr, uh, she asked if she can use the picture in a, in a flight journal. Uh-uh. There's a, a Russian airline, S7 or J7. And it was a flight between 
Moscow or in Ekaterinburg or some mm-hmm. of those cities. And uh, they wanted to use a picture of, they were writing an article about Plovdiv, mm-hmm. Bulgaria, and uh, they wanted to use one of my pictures. Oh, wow. And uh, I said, will you pay for me? He said, mm, don't ask too much because we have tons of pictures. They're using uh, stock stock photography, yeah, yeah. which are really cheap. And uh, I think they paid me $10 for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, nice. But I was re- really excited because it was the first time when my picture got published somewhere. People were looking at it and enjoying it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, I think that hopefully I was going to ask you because that's one I, question I had. I was like, I want, I want one of those pictures. <laughs> so okay. we'll have to start maybe after this and once we post it, if more people want one, then, you I know, you can so. start your business. <laughs> do you hope to ever like branch out and do this professionally or do you think it'll always be kind of something am- like an amateur? I have a couple of friends who encourage me into doing this and uh, at work, mm-hmm. some colleagues, uh, they, they, they want photo sessions or for example on the 25th of july i'll even try to do a wedding okay and uh, but i know it's expensive you have to publish you have to print it mm-hmm. and you have to rent a place to, to for an exhibition mm-hmm. and then you have to pray a lot that people will actually buy it <laughs> yeah and because once once nobody buys it you will end up having a bunch of printed works yeah exactly and I, also i've noticed that pictures that i like it's not the pictures that all of the people like. Exactly. I know uh, it's like I have a different taste even in my pictures. And a lot of times what I see in a, in a photograph, it's not what other people see. Yeah. That's the thing about street photography. And, and um, I, I say, okay, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to impose my worldview. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it's my picture. <laughs> but I uh, love this picture. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even at work, we had a... a our HR came up with the idea that uh, um, our walls at work are empty, so let's just put pictures of people who who, who draws and, and mm-hmm. their hobby, and the, the the company will print the pictures and will will put them on the office office walls, and uh, they will people will be even able to buy it, and the money will go into a foundation. And I uh, said, yeah, why not? And I submitted a few of my works and they said, oh, no, this is not according to our policies. And can you give us some, something else? Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> what did they not like about it? They didn't much like street photography. So I had to submit a few pictures of a snail. Uh, of a snail? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a flower and landscapes that I, I find also really interesting and nice. Yeah. But they're obvious, easy easy to like. and yeah. Yeah, they just remind me of my travels and and and, uh, and vistas and views that I've seen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what their policies are. I never realized that they would have a, a policy for. Maybe it's because it's people and they don't exactly. know who they are or something. But I think that's one of the most fascinating things is some of them, like even the Mulan one you have when their the group is crossing the street. Uh-huh. Um, I really like that one too because you. I mean, I think it's so fascinating because you, it's just like you, you're looking at them and you kept, capture that moment a lot of times that you experience when you're walking towards another group and you're kind yeah. of assessing when thinking what they're thinking. And, you know, you're just kind of trying to see who these people are, but you, you have that shot so you can kind of see yeah. such a common thing, but something that, you know, really does, um, I don't know. It's just like, it's such a cool moment to catch. I yeah, think. crossing the street is one of the, 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 my favorite thing to do. Yeah, you, you you literally plunge into the people, into into the wave of people who go across here, and yeah, it, it's a nice experience. I like doing that. <laughs> and have, uh, was it difficult to get those, uh, that shot or other shots when you're no no? You just actually at the, at the 
street crossing, it's the easiest way to do a picture because people hurry to cross the street as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, they don't mind being photographed. And yeah. uh, you can you can be very discreet and, and make a candid shot. Yeah. But you have to be lucky because... I remember I put a post on Facebook that street photography is like a backgammon game. You can build your strategy, but if you're unlucky, you're just unlucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, not not all of those moments are very very special. I, I remember that one in Milan was special because there was a, a boy in a bow tie. Yeah, yeah. You don't see that every day. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I mean, that's why it reminds me so much of the the yeah. '60s or something. You're just like, what what country? What time is this in? What decade? Yeah, yeah. and let's, let's think about Milan because people are, are really they really have a taste in dressing. It's mm-hmm. very very tasteful, very nice. Yeah, yeah, it definitely looked very different, and it was cool to see that. I remember trip. we were passing near uh, a theater, and uh, a car like from the '50s stopped near the theater. And uh, the driver, he was wearing a cap, you know, and, and he gets out of the car and he opens the door. And the photographers, some big stars or some big big names get out of the car, a couple. And there was a carpet and uh, really, really beautiful dressed. It literally gave me chills wow. witnessing this. And uh, that happened in Milan. That happens in Milan. Oh, wow, that's, that's great. That's the thing what they... Wow. Makes me want to go now too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can notice this kind of stuff, this... It's a good people watching city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or taking pictures. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. One thing too, I was gonna ask, do you end up travel or carrying your camera with you a lot? Always. Always. It's always in my bag, yeah. Okay. That's probably why you wanted to go with the uh, mirrorless, because they're lighter and easier to yeah, yeah. to use. Lighter and easier and uh, they don't have much mechanics mm-hmm. inside, so they are tougher harder to wear out mm-hmm. just i don't have a cover for it i don't have a case i just keep it in my okay wow in my handbag near the donuts <laughs> <laughs> donuts and, and the camera that's all you yes. need <laughs> yes. the perfect day have or what do you have a favorite picture that you really enjoy and have took your it's your very favorite shot of people uh yeah it was a shot of a kid actually in the yambol in bulgaria mm-hmm. uh there's a building mm-hmm. in Yambol, in, in, uh, the city of Yambol, that was completely left. Uh, inhabitants of that building, they simply left that house. Uh, and uh, I don't know the reason, but it got really, really old and really ugly. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, eventually it, it looked like a war zone. Wow. It looked like this. And there was, there's a kid holding a piece of bread. And he put that bread up, and in the background was that building, and there was a little girl just looking down. Hmm. I don't know, that picture I like most of all. It's, oh, it true. reminds me a lot of uh, like a Magnum type of photography. It's, yeah. it's, if you know this magazine, it's uh, mm-hmm. for photographers. And that, that one I like most of all. Hmm. Oh, man, maybe we can post that one too yes, for everyone I'll, to... I'll, um, that sounds really cool. I don't think I saw that one. But. It's an old shot. It's from... 2010, I think. Okay. So to you go have back to scroll a lot and flicker to see it. Um, oh, that's cool. And I was going to ask too, do you do a lot of editing? Um, no, not not with this camera especially, with, yeah. the, with the Fujifilm. Uh, it has uh, Fujifilm, they're famous for, for film making, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Fuji Superior or Neopan, Astia and, and across. And they have presets built in the camera. Okay. So I, I shoot them straightforward in, in JPEG. I just set 
the black and white monochrome mm-hmm. uh, editing in, in a camera and that's it. And as soon as they, I take the picture out of the camera, I post-process it in Lightroom a little just to, to adjust the highlights and the shadows mm-hmm. because it's a thing about digital cameras uh, and shadows and, and the dynamic range. It, it's not perfect like film camera or mm-hmm. like our human eye. So I have to adjust that a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, not not many, not not a lot of editing. Oh, that's cool. And and you, so you mostly shoot black and white, right? Yeah. 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 I think the one of the street is color, I think, the crossing. Maybe because the bow tie. Mm-hmm. And it would be better in yes, color. Yes, <laughs> that one was, that was in color. Because you gotta, you gotta have the good bow tie. But yeah, I really, I really enjoy those. Oh, that's cool. So are, have you ever th- considered doing, I know here they have, they set up in the the center, They people set up their art or different things downtown. Mm-hmm. Would you ever consider doing something like that? Or There was a photo uh, event in Luch. Uh-huh weeks ago i think a month ago and uh i've been there and i i've seen what kind of works that people publish and what kind of works they they try to put uh photography that trigger this kind of how to say i didn't i wasn't much impressed mm-hmm. there was a photograph of a fish in, in a glass full of milk i, I don't get this kind of uh, stuff oh, it was yeah. very abstract very odd Mm-hmm. You have to think a lot about them. And um, street photography is not very popular, I think. Mm-hmm. It's popular on the internet, but not when, when printing or making an exhibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because people look at it and say, well, just people on the street, I think. And that's it. Mm-hmm. There was, for example, there were photojournalism, uh, where some photographers, some Dutch photographer who made pictures from Syria and Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, from And uh, those were really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, but here in Vroslav, I haven't seen one yet. Yeah, I think that I think that often or currently, the art is kind of interesting in Poland. I've noticed too. It's kind of that, like I mean, I've seen a few things um, when they have an art exhibit. It's kind of like, like you said, a, a fish in a glass of milk or something. Yes. You're just like, but why? But why? <laughs> why do I? Why would I want that? Or why do I want to look at that? So, um, I see your point in that. That you know, maybe there's not a space yet. Um, there was uh, there was even one exhibition with uh, which I, th- I think photography is visual art mm-hmm. duh. and and uh, there was an exhibition of photographs turned upside down not upside down but inside out mm-hmm. and and, peop- and uh, you know how people take a, sn- a snapshot mm-hmm. and on the back they write the place and the year mm-hmm. and uh, so the, the pictures were put like this on the wall mm-hmm. backwards and you would read the place and year, and you would have to imagine where it was. Oh. And what is it? So this was one of the photography art projects, and it was odd. Yeah, you're like, but why? Yeah, with Annie, we were discussing this. It's like being a food critic, going to a restaurant and sitting, and somebody eats the food and says, "Oh, this steak is so juicy and nice, and the potatoes are really good," and you're making notes and you write an article about that food. Without even trying to taste it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> by just reading the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or by just reading the menu. Oh, and, um, that's so weird. Yeah. Oh. This is this is it's it's always been like this. There's mm-hmm. always been this kind of art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I maybe people like to just be strange. <laughs> they can't appreciate the simple things, and I think that's one thing about uh, street art that's so interesting too is it's just the the common daily things that you see. 
And it's like capturing those moments and then and seeing like the beauty in every day. Yeah, and I believe this is the the part of art where camera is mostly applicable. Mm-hmm. Because the beauty, the privilege that the camera gives you is that you can make a picture, an image, in one fiftieth of the second. It's mm-hmm. very, very fast. And this is where you apply it most because everything else, you can draw something and you have, only have to have the talent to, 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 to draw people, mm-hmm. to depict them and them to pose. But in, in street photography, you need the moment. You need the decisive moment like Cartier-Bresson says, mm-hmm. uh, who is actually, who started the whole idea of, of uh, I think, of the street photography. It's the decisive moment where, where you make the decision that this is an image mm-hmm. that's worth taking and uh, considering as a photograph. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a lot of uh, time to, to think or to hesitate. You just have to really have to be really precise and sharp. Mm-hmm. And you have to consider a lot of things. Uh, like now, the, now it's very easy. You have automatic exposure and automa- autofocus. Yeah. But back then, you, ha- you had to, to focus manually, to, to expose yeah. manually. But still, even today, I think it's the most applicable. It's really, that's true. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I think that, um, well, I'm excited that I, that people will get to see your photos as well and yeah, can kind of enjoy <laughs> them as well and post those. Uh, is there, uh, for somebody who is starting out and doing, maybe wanting to get into photography, is there mm. any uh, tips you would give them? To spend more time watching photographs of, of photographers, photographers who already made a name and to try to copy their style. Mm-hmm. I think that, that was my way. First, you try to copy them and to, to to analyze the pictures because there's more than than a camera. There are, there are rules of composition, uh, geometry in a picture, and, and color mm-hmm. balancing, and and uh, you have to consider this uh, because a lot of people spend a lot of time picking the camera and the lens, which is also important. It's it's good to have a nice tool, mm-hmm. and there I think it's the an expensive hobby, but. Uh, it's very cheap to watch pictures now. Yeah. You only have internet connection and, and there you go. Yeah, for sure. And a, f- a few of my good shots were taken by the phone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind. I, that, that would be my advice yeah. before buying a camera. And not to be afraid to buy a second-hand camera, a used camera. Yeah. It's Most of the cameras that I get are used. Yeah. A better deal for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's cool. And you've been talking about, you've been saying we go. Uh, yeah. And so is there somebody you travel with most? Yeah, Anya. Anya? My fiancé. Okay. Uh, the reason why I moved into Poland. Okay. Yeah. And is she Polish? Nope. Uh-huh. She's Dutch. Okay. And she's been working here, or uh, she works here, or she... Like- yeah, yeah, she works here as a, now she's an HR manager. Okay. In, in a new company, uh-huh. DXC Technology. That's awesome. Yeah. And... Uh, so she lived here before you, because obviously yes, you yes. moved here. Yes, before me, she lived here for about a year. Okay. Yeah, I, I had a trip to to to, um, to Wroclaw, and this is how we met. And for oh, about, so you met here? Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. that's and interesting. And then we had a one year long, long distance relationship. Uh huh. It was horrible. It was very difficult. Yeah. But uh, I introduced her to my family, to my parents in Bulgaria. Uh, then I got to know her parents. And I moved in, uh, I proposed, and now now we are what we are. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a, a date set? 
uh, was supposed to be this year because we were planning to move this year to to Netherlands, mm-hmm. and um, I would be transferred to our company in, in in Netherlands. And but she got promoted, and we said, okay, well, let's postpone it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll just stay here. Yeah, it's still not planned. There's no date. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. it's difficult when you're in Poland. So. Yeah. I've been told that I will have to pass all kind of background checks, whether our our relationship is not a fake one, because Dutch government there look very suspicious, this kind of relationship, Uh, Bulgarian and a a Dutch person. Uh, What is my priority in this relationship? Yeah, I think, yeah. It's like with the USA, whether the, the, the marriage is not a fake one. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting. I mean, it's, it seems like uh, international uh, relationships are pretty difficult. More, yeah. I mean, you have just the normal everyday relationship stuff, but then you also add on, you know, the red tape, the stuff you have to go through with the government. Yes. <laughs> so that makes it extra uh, challenging. It is. It is challenging because the, 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 the cultural differences is also very big between me and Anya. Yeah. It, it, uh, it, was, it wasn't easy. Yeah. And then... Uh, for a Slavic person, Dutch directness is very, very—it's <laughs> a very difficult thing to handle. Yeah, you have to hear a lot of things, and you have to learn to live with that. And actually, that they mean good; they don't mean to actually call you. Are you stupid? Yeah, <laughs> these kind of things. You're all what? <laughs> really? You can't say that to me. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was trying to explain her the 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 how do that how the Bulgarians and Slavic people they hold the grudge they they. We have this word, the birjatsa. It means you, you're upset and you hold the garage and you're like, mm, I'm not talking to you anymore and this kind of stuff. And they don't get it. This, they say stuff, but they never assume that somebody will be upset or hold it. Really? Again. Yeah, yeah. They just. Well, it's probably because they just say what they're thinking, right? Yeah, and yeah. And just and be like, I, the, I don't the like The chance you. that a Dutch person will actually lie to you is very, very low. <laughs> because they'll just tell you straight up, okay, that's interesting. They might not be wrong. No problem. Stay honest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might not be the best thing to say, but they're going to say it. <laughs> yes. Oh man. So it's it is interesting, and my English got improved a lot from that because for the last few years at work at home, yeah. it's only English, and all the reading I do is in English, and I'm skyping with my friends or parents once a week. Yeah. And we report on our <laughs> whole life here, and a few times I even I even uh, I don't have an I never I didn't lose my accent or anything, but. A few times I had to, to look for a word. Yeah, I Because I, I knew the word in English, but I, I forgot it. What's in Russian or Bulgarian? Well, how many? So, how many languages do you know? Well, it's uh, Russian, Bulgarian, Romanian, and English. Oh, that's quite a few. Yeah. And do you plan to add any other languages on there? Yeah, in September, I will uh, apply to Dutch courses and to uh, uh-huh. Polish courses. Oh, Polish too. Polish I guess because you're now you're you don't know how long you'll be here. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't know how long we'll be here, and my management encouraged me. I can take a hint. They told me to learn Polish. Okay. <laughs> you're all, okay. Oh, that's a well. That's a big undertaking. So you'll have your. It'll be good. It'll be exciting, and it's and I think it'll be really helpful because you know so many other languages too. You can get along really with the English in, in Wroclaw. You can, but uh, I'm not comfortable not knowing language. It's. Yeah. Uh, I, I I managed to 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 convince myself to brainwash myself that Polish people are like me. They think the way I think. They talk the way I talk. But it's not like this. It's it because once you're in a public transportation or you're uh, on street walking and you hear people talking, I don't understand what they talk about. 
and on my own with my thoughts and uh, I think of them as I think of me and uh, I think I'm surrounded by people like me yeah which is different uh, even all my impressions about Wroclaw uh, that I was expressing to Polish people they're saying oh no don't judge Poland by Wroclaw and it's different it's it's so much different everywhere and uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to know the, the, the country better mm-hmm. because so far all I know is the, the what I see mm-hmm. but not what I hear and what I listen yeah that's true yeah. That's really true. I think uh, I had a friend on, my friend Leah on the podcast a, a while ago. She she moved to <clears throat> the Netherlands actually. And then she, now she lives in Slovakia. But I remember when she came back, it was before I moved to, to Poland. And we were talking about um, learning languages. And she said, it's really nice when you don't know because you just think everyone's talking <clears throat> nice things. They're speaking yes. about nice things. Yes. And, they're, and I always thought about that, you know, with... Um, when she said that and yeah, for a while you kind of live in this world that you're like, yeah, like you said, they're, they're like you, they talk like you, they think like you. Yeah. yeah. First week at work, I remember, uh, everybody was saying Java, 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 and, and, and IT that, that rings a bell that's Java. And you would think, why is everybody's talking about Java? I, I, it's been a week and I never used Java here. We do a lot of technical support, troubleshooting. And it's not, never Java. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. And turns out Java in Polish it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <You're> okay, <laughs> that's hopeful. <laughs> so I give up on Java. <laughs> but it was this kind of moments, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's very true. I mean, I think once I started to learn, um, especially in the neighborhood that I live in, and and well, not this this neighborhood is good, but a lot of times um, some guys hang out b- uh, behind my. Uh, building and that's right where my windows are and so you end up hearing a lot and so now I've I've learned a lot of language I'm like oh I don't uh-huh. want to use that language okay so this is what you don't say but but it was at first it was like nice because I didn't know what they were saying and then you're like oh now I know darn it I but, pretty much understand what they say uh, now I learned to, to, to a little and maybe maybe half of what they try to tell me I, I understand Plus, because of the circumstance, I would assume what they want to tell me. Exactly. And uh, it's a lucky guess. But when when it's about reading, when I had to apply for a phone number or to a bank account, the reading is easy. Yeah. Because I speak Romanian, I have no problems with the, with the Latin alphabet. Mm-hmm. And because I speak Russian, I have no problems understanding Polish a little. Yeah, that's true, because that, that would really help. Yeah, and my my parents, they both were born in, in Ukraine. So my childhood all summer I was at my grandparents and uh, a lot of Ukrainian television uh, okay. and Ukrainian friends and uh, Polish language is very close yeah. to, to Ukrainian. So it's it's. I think I'll, I'll do a better job learning Polish than Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's true. Anya hates me for that because <laughs> I still didn't manage. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Well, and and it's hard to learn a language when you're working full time and you're doing, you know, and then to to start Polish and Dutch, that'll be interesting, you know, how that will, how that will go. But sounds like you have your work cut out for you. Yeah. Yeah. The the company subsidized this. So they will. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. They they will build a schedule for me so it wouldn't interfere with my work. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why. That's a great situation or scenario to have. Yeah. Yeah. To to go with. That's cool. Um, well, I'm excited that you, you got to, you know, be on today and, um, congratulations on your engagement and, Thank you. you know, since, and now one question about, um, Anya, right? Yes. Does she, does she ever, um, does she take, uh, pictures as well or is it just you? 
she takes picture with her phone, uh-huh. a lot of panorama pictures uh-huh. uh, and landscapes and urban mm-hmm. pictures. And she's good at this. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I generally think that the uh, girls and women have a better eye at, at composition. Hmm. We try to make pictures. They, they are natural. Uh-huh. Girls are really uh, good at this. That's why I think the best wedding photographers are actually women. Mm-hmm. They do very good um, portrait uh, pictures. Yeah. And they, the composing is very easy. Uh, so, yeah. That's cool. She, she, hel- she helps me. And a few times she takes the camera out of my hands and just to, to make it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. And, and I like this. I like that she has a, a inborn taste of, of uh, static of uh, yeah well and and it sounds like um it works well because she takes pictures as well so when you travel you both are yes it's not like someone's waiting around while someone else takes a picture you both can you know yeah, uh, yeah my parents they, they were telling me when i remember my trip to bulgaria and they were telling me it's like you haven't been there the pictures that you send us or that you put on facebook it's it's not a it's it's not touristy it, <laughs> and and the uh, with Anya, I, I can focus on my hobby, and uh, with, she can focus on, on actually the goal why we're here to see Milan or to see uh, Varena or Bellagio the yeah. cities. Because uh, I remember when we arrived to Vladislav, we unloaded the pictures to our laptops, and I checked my pictures, and I checked Anya's pictures, and I was like, "We've been to really nice places." <laughs> oh, wow, man, you didn't know. <laughs> yes, it's. When you look at the, uh, the the river and the lake Como and and the places in the Milan uh, architecture and, and urbanistic wise, it's really really nice places. <laughs> so you're definitely, I mean, looking at the details of you know this, this city. So would you say in life you're more detailed, like you you pay attention to details, or is it just in photography that you think in photography okay. mostly? Yeah. yeah, and at work because I have to, but. Uh, in in social and and relationship with people, oh, I'm, I'm very bad at this. For example, uh, I'm very bad at long distance relationship with my friends right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk through through pictures and through links, through news. Mm-hmm. And uh, my best friend, he moved to America to Virginia Beach, mm-hmm. and actually he's in Chicago right now. And we don't talk that often, which I miss a lot. But I blame it on the long distance because it's very difficult. It is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's cool that you, um, you both enjoy taking pictures and, um, seeing things and traveling. So yeah. Yeah. So so, there you go. The last podcast uh, was my friend Kate visiting and she talked about how great Poland is. And and now we have another, another voice saying, come, come visit Poland. So, and, um, and like you said, you got to explore all over, kind of not just Wrocław, but the other other areas as well. Every time, every weekend, I remind me that I'm actually from Moldova and uh, it's a great deal for me to be in Wrocław right now because my friends, they are in Chisinau. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they, they, I mean, for them to visit a city in Poland, it's it's a major life event. It's yeah. It's a vacation. It's a ticket. Uh, they have to plan stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just I can go to Riddick and enjoy a coffee and I view the old town. Yeah. Or yeah. we have a car and we can go to Tatra Mountains or somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's a great, great privilege. Yeah. I, I often remind for that. I often remind myself of that. I'm like, 
sometimes I'll be walking. I'm like, wait a minute, I live in Europe or for me, cause that's over, you know, but still like I'm, where am I? How did I get here? This is weird. Cause it becomes slightly ev- an everyday thing. You get used to life and then you step back and think, Oh, I, I can't believe I live here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I'm sure there are people who would say the same about Moldova, mm-hmm. but they have to move from one place to Moldova. To, <laughs> yeah. to, 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 I'm not saying anything bad about the country. It's a really nice country, but I, a Bulgarian trait is complaining, right? And in Bulgaria, a lot of my friends and colleagues, they were complaining a lot about the country. And I mm-hmm. said, how can you, how dare you? It's, it's such an awesome country and mm-hmm. such an awesome place to be. And they say, okay, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's all in, in, in the eye of the, you know, how you look at things, right? Yes, Your exactly. Perspective, exactly. So. Mm, that's true. Well, it's good to have a positive attitude. So, so wherever you're listening to this, enjoy where you are because somebody yes. else wishes that they were where you are <laughs> or would like to be where you are. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on today. And I'm excited to post. I'll put your Flickr account and any other okay. links you give me and maybe we'll put some just some pictures up on the uh, show notes as well. So check that out at thatinternationallife.com. And thank if you. you have any questions um, for Igor, you can even probably find your link on Flickr or Facebook, or um, you can write me at rachel at thatinternationallife.com and I'll make sure you, he answers your questions or at least I'll get it to him so he can decide if he wants to answer your questions. I'm very open to that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's been really cool and um, really neat to hear about. And I'm excited to share your, your photos with everyone and encourage people to get out there and, you know, enjoy the little moments in life and maybe even start taking pictures as well. And that's the, the, the easiest hobby in these days, visual arts and taking pictures and walking around the street with a camera, with a smartphone camera. It's the best camera is the camera you've got right now with you. And exactly. if you want to express yourself, take a picture and talk about it, you can go off topic. You can end up having a fight with the person, <laughs> but it's always a start. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Well, cool. Well, listen, um, you can, for everyone out there, uh, sign up and maybe even subscribe on Apple, uh, I think they changed their name. I keep getting it wrong now because it used to be iTunes, but now it's like Apple yes. Podcasts. Okay. So it's, it's and I got to remember, Apple Podcasts, I think everyone still knows what iTunes is, so we can handle that. Um, or our, there's an RSS feed on the website you can sign up with wherever you get your podcast or SoundCloud. Um, and if you liked it, be sure to share with a friend and check out the older episodes. And I look forward to um, hearing from you. And thanks again, Igor, for being on today. Thanks for the invitation. Look for, forward to seeing even more pictures from I around the so world. <laughs> I will walk away, my way to work now to make a picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe we'll get a picture from, from on your way home today yes. or well, to work today. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.